Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Liberty and the Divine. We're going to pray the Lord gives us grace tonight to be able to, uh, you know, it's an amazing thing to have faith and, and liberty in your nation, and when you see it slipping away, to have new relationships that come together that are freedom fighters that you never knew before because you, the, the, we're all rowing in the same direction. We know our history, we know where we came from, and we don't want to give that up. We want to give it to our grandchildren. So events like this are so important. So we're excited to be here. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this time tonight. Pray for your blessing upon it. And Lord, we ask that you'd give us wisdom to navigate these incredible times. Lord, help us be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, Lord. Yet give us backbones of steel to be able to stand with the truth in love. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, a few things we want to mention as we start things up. Uh, today is the um, anniversary of Dr. Judy getting arrested as the original Liberty Fighter. Stand up, Dr. Judy. Only in these times do we celebrate criminals. <laughs> we, were, we were in the back green room and talking with Dell and uh, Rob and things about, you know, it's a badge of honor. We've all been kicked off YouTube. It's like this long list of things that uh, people are, um, anyway. So, hey, a couple of things. There's some tables set up out here. Dr. Judy with all of her books. Uh, you can stop by her table out there. Also, uh, High Wire Dell's. Uh, team is out here with a table, and then we have Perk with their table. So you guys can stop by any one of those after um, the program tonight. We are waiting a little uh, longer. Uh, apologize for the few minute late start, but um, Joseph Bondareko, a freedom fighter from Russia, uh, is going to be with us, and he's going to be praying after uh, Pastor Rob shares. Now, Pastor Rob's going to kick our, our time off for this liberty and the divine. And here on the West Coast, you know, you might be a visitor. You're like, well, this is God speak. We all know who Pastor Rob is. But maybe you're visiting. Maybe you've been following Adele and you saw the information and you came. So maybe this introduction's for you. But uh, Pastor Rob McCoy here at God speak uh, opened up on Pentecost Sunday after seeing what was going on and when the governor said things were non-essential. And Rob has been a voice for freedom and faith here on the West Coast. And he wasn't looking for a fight, but when one came, he was willing to stand up and, and to uh, speak to that, the issue, to speak truth to power in this season. And because of that, he's able now to go all over the country sharing with the rest of ministers and pastors and congregations that it's time to wake up because if the church doesn't wake up, uh, we're in real trouble because this is the, the largest entity. <clears throat> and so uh, we're so thankful for Rob and just his stand and being willing to take on the county, being uh, threatened with all kinds of stuff, uh, People, friends of his, put up signs during the election over the overpasses, if you guys have seen those, uh, <laughs> that are rather insulting because we've got this reputation. We're just standing for the truth and love, and yet you know they, the, the left only has one weapon, smear and fear. 
fill you with fear, smear your reputation, because they don't have no truth to stand on. Well, with that, please welcome your own pastor, Pastor Rob McCoy. Thanks, everybody. All right. Yeah, I was cracking up because, we, yeah, we are, we're celebrating arrests and <laughs> censorship of our lives. And, and, and as Rick pointed out, the banner said, I'm a Christo-fascist, which I had to look up both of those. It's very, they're, they're just putting them together. It's like Traversham mockery. They, they just, Christo-fascist. Uh, and I didn't even run for office, but I was up there. And those poor folks running for office, um, they had to be included with me. Um, but, I, but I look at that and I think, we're called the Christo-fascists when you're censoring us. When you don't want to dialogue nor debate, you just want to silence. Yours isn't about truth, it's about power. And that's dangerous. It was Winston Churchill who said, what America is different from Europe in that in Europe, politics is about power. In America, it's about truth. And he says, I fear America is headed Europe's direction. Truth. That we would contend for it. You talk about liberty and the divine. It is really assembled in this season, um, as I've often said, the island of misfit toys. I have friends I never knew I had that I didn't realize I could, today I don't think I could live without them. 18 months ago I didn't know they existed. That's Dr. Judy and Del Bigtree, Bobby Kennedy Jr. I, I run into folks like this and um, politically we probably were different when we started, religiously certainly. Um, but we're finding commonality that if we don't get liberty right, we're gonna be arguing our differences in prison. And we value that liberty. Even a classical liberal values that liberty. And where does that liberty come from? What is it we're contending for? And why is the church critical? Why would we call it liberty in the divine? I, did, I didn't put the title. Maybe Amy did, I don't know, but thank you. It's my wheelhouse and I appreciate that. I'll try not to screw this up. But again, I, I want to emphasize liberty is not man's idea, it's God's idea. Man seeks to enslave. We've been doing that for 6,000 years of recorded history. We want somebody else sweating and laboring on our behalf, and we want the ease of luxury while another man plows the fields. That's why slavery and human trafficking, it's innate in the human soul and that we oppress one another. What makes us different? What's this experiment in liberty and where did it come from and why doesn't the rest of the world embrace it? Vishnal Magdawaldi from India, who is a prolific writer, scholar, talking about how the book that saved the West. He speaks of the Bible. He said, as a man from India, I was traveling through Pennsylvania through um, Amish towns, and I saw a stand that said, milk $5, and you were to take the milk and put the $5 in the basket. He said, in India, the milk would be gone, the basket would be gone, the shelf would be gone, and they'd probably have stolen your cow as well. 
He said, you take for granted in the West that this is, this culture that you're experiencing just happened. It didn't. We are living on the borrowed efforts of the Judeo-Christian ethic that was established by our founders 245 years ago. And even before then, the Mayflower Compact, the very first political compact on, on this land, on this continent, for the purpose of professing Christ. Now, I know the folks that have gathered in this season, they're, they're not all professing Christians as I am. And, and I've gotten a lot of flack for having Dr. James Lindsay come and speak at our church on a Sunday as a professing, well, he said atheist, he's an agnostic now, he's getting there. And agnostic means agnosis, without knowledge. I believe there's a supreme entity, I just don't know them. I said, well, do you believe in absolute truth? He goes, I do. I said that his name's Jesus. Yeah, he didn't say that though. <laughs> but we've had fun. But people would attack, and, and we got beat up by the Christian Research Network, that how dare they would have a, a pastor's summit and headline an atheist. And I thought, do you, do you apply the same principles when you fly in an airplane that your pilot has to be a Christian? Do you want your doctor to be a Christian or you just want the best heart surgeon if you're having heart surgery? And, and the controls don't care. It's amazing how um, I, I see your attention and then Joseph walks in. It's like over. I might as well just sit down now. Joseph Bondarenko, ladies and gentlemen. This is hard for me. Next time, be on time. <laughs> I'm kidding. Forgive me. I was supposed to uh, be humiliated. That's right. um, but the idea of, of our Judeo-Christian ethic and, and what we've been given and, and the importance of it, especially the church in all of this, we, we may disagree on many theological terms, but we have to understand that this gift, these are inalienable rights given to us by God. Man doesn't give these rights. Man enslaves. God sets free. You'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. The laws of nature. Nature's God. The idea that we live in a, in a universe with, with a rational being who has designed it in such a way we can know him and know his creation. And some of the greatest scientific achievements <clears throat> have happened by scientists who sought to understand this creator in a greater capacity. Sir Isaac Newton, we can go down the list, Blaise Pascal. So if we're going to endeavor for the sake of this constitutional republic, that we would remember who we are and be successful in a resurgence of freedom, There's only one place to go for the strength and the source of that, and that's God. It's like trying to teach morality without Christ. That was the whole guise of a secular public school, and that's really gotten us somewhere, hasn't it? We wonder why our children act like animals when we've told them that they have evolved from them. And, and you can laugh at that and, and, and discard me. 
But there's no rational debate anymore. We're not educating our children, we're indoctrinating them. And to contend at every level, it's, it's, so, it's so critical right now at this stage in this nation's history that we awaken to our responsibility. Momentarily, as my time runs out, you're going to hear from Joseph Bondarenko. I met him on a beach in Santa Barbara. He came up and he had beautiful handwriting and wrote um, a comment in a book he had written. And he showed me the book and it was KGB's Most Wanted. He spent 10 years in a Soviet gulag, 23 hours a day in solitary confinement. For no other reason than to preach the gospel, which what Christians, we call that the good news, that, you know, you're, you're not stuck in your sin. Christ has died and imputed his righteousness to you, and all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your tongue. It's a really great exchange. And for that simple desire to let the world know that there's a God who wants to reconcile you to himself, they enslaved, they, they put him in prison. And I remember telling him, and I thought, this is a little, little much, Rob, thinking to myself, you're going to tell Joseph anything. But I, 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 I wanted to test it, and I said, Joseph, you were the freest man in that prison because you were there by choice. And, and I'll, you know, as I told Dell back in the green room before we came out, I said, you look like Jordan Peterson a little bit. <laughs> and I always say Jordan Peterson in his brilliance has missed the simplicity. And, and he's, he's getting there, but he's... Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Jordan Peterson pointed out, and it's, it's affected me. I've been haunted by it since the Prager University Gala. He said, Nazi Germany wasn't Hitler and his victims. It was Hitler and everyone complicit. Tacit, tacit submission. Let me explain tacit submission. If in Numbers 30... If a man comes and wants to marry a man's daughter and he says nothing as, as he proposes, he says nothing, the tacit submission and compliance is stating that he's in agreement because he hasn't said anything. That's where you get in a wedding, speak now or forever hold your peace. That's where we get it in the Western tradition of marriage from Numbers 30. He who knows the good to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. What is sin? Missing the mark. Missing what God intended for humanity and for us to contend for on behalf of our neighbor, to do the hard thing. And Nazi Germany fell prey to an entire civilization that once was responsible for the most profound reformation in Europe. They were the ones that, that set on course through that reformation, civil government that would be designed through, through John Knox and others, coming through the Scottish Covenanters where we'd see the pilgrims as well, establishing with the Geneva Bible, which is the same as, as the Tyndale version, but on the right side they had columns where you would put commentary on civil government. And the king didn't want this, that's why he ordered his own version of the scriptures. You see... Tyrants are afraid that you'll remember who you are. You are free, and no man is permitted 
to use you as a saddle to ride upon. You are free. You may express your freedom in prison, but the reason why Nazi Germany was responsible for over six million and 50 million dead and the incineration of Jews and the gassing of them, the reason why is because everybody was complicit in lying. They knew what the truth was, but they were too afraid of the consequences of that truth. And Dell said back there, he goes, I'm getting tired of people saying you're a hero, right? I'm the same way. I go, I'm not bleeding on the beaches of Normandy, for goodness sakes. This, I'm a hero? And, and I've, you guys have heard me say this, the fact that, that I'd be celebrated. I, I, I have the gift of preaching a church down to a manageable size. I, I'm not a, I, 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 I've been in this community 21 years, and, and it just the last 18 months it's exploded. And the only reason why is there was nowhere else to go. And, and, and the Lord's got a sense of humor. But as Dell pointed out, we're not heroes. We're not heroes. What we are is lovers of truth. And we're not afraid of the consequences of telling that truth. Now, the consequences haven't been too much, but if you don't stand now, you're going to have an enormous problem later. Because they're now saturating our medical industry. Here in California, you're going to lose your medical license if you don't hold the narrative. Your employment. And, and one of the things that was so inspiring to Rick and myself and the rest of the staff members is watching congregants, folks who would show up and they would take their place of industry and they would say, this far and no further. And they would stand in defiance to the government trying to make them get injected with some experimental mRNA goop. By the way, 1.3 billion people in India, and you had 150,000 deaths, and they have a 7.6% vaccination rate. Contrast that with America, 331 million, and we had 300 and almost 60,000 deaths, and were heavily vaccinated. I don't know. You would think all of the African continent would be decimated by this, but I don't know. And yet, we allow them to shutter our schools, close our businesses, quarantine the abused with the abusers, let the elderly die alone. That's so criminal. We, we allow them to let our elderly die alone. Nobody with them. No one's speaking to them. You couldn't even be a chaplain and go in. And we say with our mouth, we love God. And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbors yourself. On those two commandments, hang all the law of the prophets. Is it cost you anything to love your neighbor? To stand for truth, no matter what the consequences. And that's, if, 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 if I'm being honored for anything, it's a simple fact for me and my wife and my children and the staff and the elders of this church and the congregation 
that nothing is more valuable to us than liberty for our children and our grandchildren. Because generations to come will never hear of the truth that will set them free. Because that's the last thing a tyrant wants you to know is who you are. You don't need to get that stuff in their heads. Just indoctrinate them and silence them. And they'll be useful idiots. And now we're watching as a community is fighting back. And I conclude with this. And this is the divine speaking to you, not me. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt with man. The captain of the Lord's army spoke to Joshua. Joshua was getting ready for a battle. The Lord said, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, Joseph, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage, and do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I remember the greatest obstacle to overcoming the fear. I, I, I'll never forget it, and I close with this. I had the worst pain in my shoulder. The deadline was coming up where they had the restraining order in place. They were seeking the sheriffs to enforce it. The Sunday to violate it was coming up and the news cameras were descending and this was gonna be a big thing. Is he going to keep his church open? I was up at Northern California at a, a house that we, we frequent in the summers and I, I didn't enjoy myself at all. I had a terrible pain in my, my shoulder. I've never experienced anything like it before or since. Couldn't even breathe. There was no comfortable way to lie down. Mike and I had to head back. I left my family there, which I figured would be safe. I get to the airport and I call the attorney. And I said, Bob, um, I'm, I've gotten my, I, I, I gotta find out what, what are going to be the consequences to violate this restraining order? And he went down a, a legal page and a half of, you'll lose your house, you're, you're, you lose a church, you're going to, you know, get audited. I mean, they went, he went down the whole thing. And I remember looking at that, my chest is tight and the pains on my shoulders killing me. And I said, let me call you right back. I called Michelle and I said, honey, let me read this to you. And I'm not doing this without you. And she said basically what Victor Marx's wife said. And, um, he just said, I'd rather be a widow than be married to a coward. And uh, I, was, I was just blessed by that. So I've only got a minute and 20 seconds. Quick clapping. So I, I, I said, I, I, I told the kids, and the kids were thrilled because things are caught, not taught. They're, they're observing your life. Does this really matter to you? Does our future matter to you? Because the church has checked out on the future of their kids. Oh, you're going to get raptured. We don't need to contend in the political arena. You don't know the day or the hour. Shut your yapper and get back in the arena and work your tail off for the sake of future generations. Do your job. I met with the staff. They're like, we've been doing this with you for over 20 years. Let's fire up. We're ready to go. And, and and then they said, do we need to get porta potties out there? I go, we don't have to worry about any of the circus outside. We just have to minister inside. 
Now, they named me and a thousand congregants or visitors to get a citation. If you had a concealed weapon permit, you'd lose it. If you had an NROTC scholarship, you'd lose it. If you're a federal employee, you're in trouble. These are serious citations they are going to level on us. And so I went and met with the elder board. There are 15 of them. We don't do it without agreement. I said, fellas, there's, there's two things in front of you. One is I'm planning on violating the restraining order tomorrow. And if we're not in unanimity on this, in front of you is a letter. That's my resignation. I understand if you guys aren't unanimous, I love you, but I can't live with myself by not contending for our neighbors. And it was unanimous, except for our, one of the guys who's an attorney, so he wouldn't be disbarred. <laughs> and when I decided to do it, and I called Bob back at the airport, and I said, Bob, I'm doing it. Pain was gone. My, my son-in-law was with me. He's right back there. Wave your hand, Micah. He'll testify. I, I couldn't even move. And he goes, you, you, it's gone. I go, I know. This is freaky. And I'm not, I'm not a swinging from the chandelier, you know, charismatic rapture, super <laughs> humming a humming a guy. I, that's not me. But this was shit about a Honda. This, is, this was real. <laughs> and what's my point? It's real simple. Once you realize that anything given to God first will never be lost. And once you realize how valuable liberty is and you've given up everything they're, they're going to take, there's nothing they can do to you. You're unstoppable. Fear is gone and that's the only weapon they possess. None of you need to be afraid. Remember who you are. You're free, you're children of the king and we will stand on behalf of our neighbor and we will do the right thing and we will not live in a culture of lies anymore. Amen, God bless you guys.